This is 1050 AM KCAA Loma Linda and 106.5 FM Ukaipa. And now it's time for the Mitch and Kathy Show, a brand new show about thought, your thoughts, the thoughts of others, but most importantly, a fun show that makes you think. A show with things that make you go, hmm. So with no further ado, no delays, no tricks, just straight ahead real people on real radio, here's the real Mitch and Kathy. Well, good evening. This is Dr. Mitch Gibson and my beautiful wife, Kathy Gibson. Hello, we are back and we're excited to uh, come with a fresh new show. Fresh new show. I'm just eating what's left of half a bologna sandwich with mayo and French bread. It was wonderful. Kathy didn't want the rest of us, so I finished it for her. That's no conspiracy. I finished the sandwich. It has disappeared. No trace of it left. 50 years from now, people will believe that the sandwich never existed. But did it? It did. There's a bite left right there. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're going to talk about a lot of people's favorite subject, conspiracies. Conspiracies. We got followers sitting at home right now with aluminum foil on their heads. (laughs) (laughs) They got an antenna pointed up toward the sky. (sighs) They got radio receivers. And they're waiting for the man to find out just who they really are. But you know, people aren't as crazy as you think they are. There's some stuff going on out there, folks. And this is our first show looking at some really strange things that go on in our world. And we have never done a show on this or like this. And we want to get lots of feedback and lots of chatter. We have, If you go to our website for our show on amfirstradio.com, look up our show, you'll see a place for a chat room. We want the chat room to be buzzing. You don't have to reveal your name, where you live, but, you know, we can find you. (laughs) (laughs) We have a phone number, 832-999-1050, that you can call in to listen. We also have a phone number uh, that you can call in um, for questions. Uh, Actually, 888-909-1050 is call in uh, to listen, and uh, 832-999-1050 Three two nine 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 one zero five zero and six four one five five two five three five zero. I think those are phone numbers you can call in um, to ask questions and interact with us. Well, the first half or first part of our two-hour show, we're going to talk about ten places that you can't go. That means that you cannot get in. I don't care who you are; you can't get in unless you have special privileges to be able to get in. There are places in the world where all people are not created equal. We're coming out with a new book called "The Order of the Red Dragon," which we sold out the first run, actually before I even wrote it. <laughs> That's a great thing. But um, our clients know that when I say we're going to have a book ready, we will have that book ready. And in this book, we will talk about secrets of the great order, some of the secrets of the great We're not going to give away any uh, you know, secrets that could get me shot or anything like that. But, or me. Or, or you or the kids or anything or have us disappear one day. But we're all going to talk about some things that will make your understanding of the order more relevant and what the role of orders are in the daily world and what some of their functions are. And it's just going to be an information-packed book. I think that's why it's sold out because people – People like secrets. They want to know more about the world around them than uh, news, quote-unquote, quote-unquote, 
quote unquote tells them <laughs> unquote. <laughs> the second hour we're gonna talk about five of the US government conspiracy theories that were totally true. Those were things real. people were saying weren't true, it was crazy, and it turned out that they were true all along. Hmm. So the conspiracy theory, there are a lot more than five, but with these five, they were vindicated. Yes, they were. And these were some pretty heavy, heavy, heavy conspiracy theory. Well, it turned out to be absolutely right. Well, hold on to your cup of coffee or your uh, drink that you got after uh, your work day, and we're getting ready to get in. We're going to go deep today. We're going to go deep if you can. Deep if you can. <laughs> so we'll be right back in about uh, three minutes, and we will get started on our show about conspiracies. Mitch. And I'm Kathy. And we're the Mitch and Kathy show. At least I'm half of it. <laughs> I'm the other half. <laughs> we did a show. We do some great shows, but we did a show called You Did What? You Did What? And people was talking about some of everything. And some things we didn't want to hear. Some things we heard, I wish I could unhear, but that cannot be done, Grasshopper. It is cannot be done today. It can't be done, but only on the Mitch and Kathy show will you hear something like that. We're going to do a show about orgasms. Ooh. Nobody has, to, to my knowledge, has ever done a show about orgasms, a human orgasm. Did you know there was 27 different types of orgasms? That's a lot of orgasms. You know, somebody should give you a manual or a handbook about stuff like that when you come into the world. My son, there are 27 different types <laughs> of, and they need to give you a glove and a bandage well, if they give you that. That's a Vaseline. <laughs> Join us every Tuesday for the Mitch and Kathy show, live on KCAA AM and FM. We'll see you soon. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, there are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of the Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work, and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. 
please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. Someone said, We are back, and I believe everybody who's listening will agree that whenever somebody tells you that you can't go someplace or get in somewhere, it just makes you want to get in even more. And the places we're going to talk about, some of them you really don't want to go. Because if you find yourself getting into that place, you might not get out. And I think that's what uh, the conspiracy theorists really like to find, those conspiracies where people have said for hundreds of years or for, you know, maybe a half a decade that there's this place you can't get in. It's a government run and there's something bad about it. And then, of course, the media says that it doesn't exist. You know, when we're, when we're maturing from childhood to adulthood, there's a lot of things that we are exposed to that kind of control our thinking, our thinking and our concentration and our ability to say what is real and what is not. And for the most part, we end up only thinking and believing what our friends, teachers, and authority figures let us think. So a conspiracy is a deviation from the consensus mind construct of what people accept as real. In the world, conspiracy theorists are considered to be crazy. But when you look at reality, when you really sit down and look at reality, reality is not at all like what we were taught as children. There are holes in the theories. There are holes in the construct. And today, we're going to poke at some of those holes. We're going to put transfer trucks through some of those holes. Are we going to poke the bear? We're going to... I don't know about poke at the bear. You know, <laughs> bears can outrun humans and climb trees better than we can. So you poke a bear, you better have a really big gun and be a good shot with it. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about 10 places that we found to be very interesting as far as what the conspiracy theorists uh, have said. You can't go there. So let's get started. Let's get let's started. Get started. Let's, think, let's first tell them, why did you want to do that particular topic? What, inci- what excited you about that? Well, a lot of the things that are on the list, uh, most of them people have heard of. And there's a few I'm sure that they haven't. Uh, but it's, it's the theory behind it, the place, that most people uh, will say, well, we've heard all about that. We've heard it for decades. And uh, that doesn't mean that it's, it's real. But then there's evidence that it's real. And I thought people would like to kind of find out where those places are and what's behind it. I think we need to talk about what's behind it. Why is it so secretive? What was behind them saying that it didn't exist when it does? I think people want to know that. I thought it'd be interesting. I think it'd be interesting, too. So let's get started. We have... 10 places that you just, it's going to blow your mind. So let's start with number 10. Number 10. 
Mezhigorya. Not Mezhigorya in Yugoslavia, but it's a town in Russia that is closed. <laughs> you can't even get into the town. It's a real town. It's on the map. But it's, a, it's believed to be a highly secret military base in the mountains that towers um, with some really beautiful mountains that tower above it. Satellite imagery, imagery from our own con country has shown it to be a large excavation project taking place near there. But when the Russian government's questioned about it, they don't give answers that make sense. They believe, some people believe it's a secret nuclear bunker, but it's a town that you cannot go into at all. So what do you think that they're making in there? They're excavating and have been excavating since the 1990s. What could they possibly be digging up? I'm going to give a theory about that, and it's going to be controversial. But I'm going to talk about what I think is really going on there, because why else would you not be able to walk into an entire city? Can't go in there. You go to the, the gates. The soldiers will stop you. If it was just a secret military base, um, that's one thing. But it's an entire city that you can't walk into. So I think, I think there's another race that may not be human living there. Hmm. Let's say you have a race that crash-landed here or wanted to try an experiment of living on Earth. Where would you put them? Well, if you took a city and you cordoned it off and you made it off-limits to every other living soul on the planet, you could put any race there that you wanted to. So even with the satellite footage that we've gotten as a country, uh, we still can't tell what they're doing or who's there. So they because have to be underground. Well, there are a lot of races in our galaxy that could live very well underground, or they could just live in a city that nobody can go into. They could walk around, and they have technology. See, our technology is not the most advanced technology in the galaxy. It is not. We are millions of years behind the most, actually hundreds of millions of years behind the most advanced technology. So you could ostensibly think of a technology or civilization that could block our satellites and, or project an image that would make them see exactly what that race wanted them to see, which is nothing. So during that time when it was a race to have nuclear weapons and United States and Russia were going after each other, if an alien race crash-landed and landed in Russia, then wouldn't the Russians have more technology than we did? Unless we, at the same time, were gathering just as much technology as they were. Uh, remember, all of this is going on in secret. Mm -hmm. it, it's not like it ends up in the newspaper on CNN exactly how much we got versus the Russians or the Chinese or the Indians or anybody else. This is all a secret. So if there was a race that came here and they wanted to hide, they could pick some out-of-the-way city in Russia in the mountains, and they could hide there just fine. Yeah, they could. And you couldn't go there and verify or not verify the story because they're not going to let you in either way. So that's an excellent place. It's, a, it's an excellent source of conspiracy theories because, well, with most conspiracy theories, we can't verify them either way. But that one is a doozy. I wonder if anyone's ever talked about it. I don't remember it ever being reported on the news. Um, you did some crackerjack reporting because you like conspiracies and legal stuff and stuff like that. And you found this. People don't know that about you, but you do. <laughs> Should have been a lawyer or a judge. <laughs> <laughs> but I might. 
But you are the goddess Mott. Nine, That's right. So Mott. that is so very order much... Order is really a big part of who I am. Order and law and justice are very much in your purview. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. So that's one of the reasons why I always like justice. And um, I just think that if there is a race there, and it very well could be, uh, this city is so far out that it, they could easily live there and nobody would know that they were there. Nobody would ever know. Nobody would ever know. It's, it's that far out. If you look on the map for that city, let me just find it and point people toward it on Google. Because Google's good for that. You could do anything on Google. Yes, you can. Uh, yes, Mirthling in the chat room, we are married. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, R-Y-E. Let me just point them to where it is. It's supposed to be a closed town in the Republic of Bashkortostan. Russia, Baskotorstan, Russia. You know, we have traveled to over 40 countries in the world, and we have never been to Russia. But, you know, we've traveled over Russia. And we've traveled in Russian plains. And uh, a lot yeah. of it just looks barren, just looks cold and barren. Really you, does. You know, when you look on the map uh, for this place, it is, it's north of Kazakhstan, way west of the Ukraine, and it, it's, I would say, in western Russia, but it's in, literally in the middle of nowhere. It's not close to anything that you would even begin to understand as Russian. It is, it is so far removed. After you got off the train, you'd have to ride probably a couple of days to get there. It's just very barren, very removed. It would be a perfect place to put a race of other beings. It's near Belorostik, and if I'm butchering that, I'm sorry. And there's some other ones with just way too many consonants. I can't even go there. <laughs> Z-H-E-L-E-Z-N-O-D-O-R-Z-H-N-Y-Y. -E 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 Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. It's near there. <laughs> if there's some people out there that speak Russian, you can call in and speak it for us, but... Um, it is truly in the middle of nowhere. Or if you've been there, if you've been near there, if you ever heard of it, call in and let's talk about it. All right. So, so it's, it's spelled M-E-Z-H-G-O-R-Y-E. And you cannot go there. You cannot get it. It's on the map, but you cannot go there. Nothing mm -hmm. can take you there. The roads won't lead you. They won't let you in by car. You can't fly in by air. It's totally closed off. So it makes me wonder if the large excavation projects was to build an underground facility for the aliens. Doesn't have to be underground. With sufficient technology, you can put a dome over it, uh, protect it from satellite uh, radar, and you can put anything you like there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's there's number ten. Number nine. <laughs> hmm. You can read this one. The Vatican Secret Archives. The Vatican Secret Archives. Now, we've been to the Vatican, and the Vatican is it's a remarkable place because everywhere you look inside the Vatican, it's just nothing but wealth. Uh, priceless things, priceless art, priceless uh, tapestry, priceless jewels, priceless gold, diamonds, rubies. 
I mean, everything you can think of that is considered wealth is inside the Vatican. But one thing we didn't find was Jesus, but we'll get back there. Get back to that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Just had to say it. Now, a lot of people have seen or read the book by uh, Dan Brown. It was Angels and Demons. And he kind of went through some of the archives. And people believe that there are secret documents there. Some of the rarest spiritual items are stored there and that there's uh, at least 52 miles of shelving there with, you know, priceless things, uh, information that you can't find anywhere else. But they keep saying, and when you, when you research it, they say that the documents exist, but it has to be 75 years before they'll release it to the public. So whatever the document is, has to be there 75 years and then they release it. Another thing said that it's called Vatican Secret Archives because the secret means that it is personal to the reigning pope. That once the reigning pope is uh, retiring, then he then transfers that power over to the next pope and that those documents are the pope's personal archives. But I, I, I just believe that there are things uh, that have supernatural power that they kept in the Vatican. Uh, and that's my theory. It's just that they have things that they don't want people to know about. And if uh, people knew that those spiritual tools had that kind of power and that they had access to it on their own, then they wouldn't go to church. Well. A, a lot of people don't know <clears throat> that the church has gathered spiritual tools and items for thousands of years. Most people think that the church only has religious books like the Bible and a few other books. And that's it. Well, the, the church has tens of thousands, over 35,000 documents. And not only documents, they also have spiritual t uh, items that are very powerful. They gathered uh, during, for instance, the Inquisition. Each time a person was investigated for being a witch, if they had an item of power, that item was confiscated by the church and placed in the archive. Mm -hmm. There are areas where you can find some of the most powerful books on witchcraft in the church, in the Vatican. There are also items that uh, were used to summon uh, demons or summon angels or summon other entities all in the in the Vatican. And there, there are rumors that <clears throat> when the uh, Library of Alexandria burned. Not all the books were burned. That some of them, some of them were spirited away, and some of them are actually still stored in the Library of the Vatican. But be that as it may, that's another conspiracy theory. The secret archives are off limits to the public. You can't get in there. No. Whatever is in there, it is not available to the public. Uh, as a lay member. Uh, it is one of those places that you cannot go into. You have to have secret Vatican credentials to be able to, to go in there as a scholar. Um, when the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered, when the Nag Hammadi Scrolls were discovered, they were hidden away in the secret Vatican archives for decades before the public was ever able to see them. Hmm. Most people don't realize, but before those documents were released to the general public, the church had first look. <laughs> so for over 50 years, 40, 50 years, they went over them with a very fine-tooth comb. Mm -hmm. And they released them piecemeal, not all at one time, so that we may never know what, the, what was the contents of the original Nag Hammadi, the original uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, because 
that's been hidden from us. Mm-hmm. In, in a place like the Secret Archives, only the most secret, only the most highly vetted are, uh, people who are scholars are even allowed to see any of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So if there was something in those original scrolls that went against what we found in the Bible, we'll never know. Because they don't allow us to even look at that sort of stuff. It's true. If there was something in there that supported the alien theory, we'll never know because the church keeps that. If there are items of power in there that can summon angels and demons, we'll never know. Mm -hmm. In part, and that was a title of a great book by Dan Brown. Mm -hmm. We'll never know because the the Vatican, the church, won't let you go in there to see one way or the other. So it's it's a juicy play. One day. We're going to have to send the strike back force in there. <laughs> now, remember that they have an army, and they're very trained. They're highly trained. They do have an army protecting the Vatican. The Vatican has its own secret army. Yes, it does. Okay, we're going to what, what, who can we send in there to get, it, to get at that stuff? Uh, send in the Avengers, the, the one dude that they don't let show his power too much, him. Send the vision in there. There send you the go. Send the vision in there because he can go right through the walls. You can send the vision, the Hulk, yeah. Scarlet Witch, yeah. um, Captain America, of course, to mm-hmm. Gordon everything, Iron Man, and we can get all the information we want. I think we send the Avengers in there. And that'll do it. <laughs> of course, I do like Scott and Stonebridge. I think they, they're oh, good. Well, they're on our They're team. good recon. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Scott and Stonebridge, too. Okay, so according to history, everything was lost in the Library of Alexandria. Uh, I wonder if the Vatican has some of the stuff that was still left over from that library, because I don't think it was all destroyed. I don't think for one minute it was all destroyed. I think some of that stuff is still in there. There, There's a theory that the original Emerald Tablet is still in there. There's a theory that the Ark of the Covenant is in there. Mm. There's a theory that the original chalice that was used by Jesus, Mm. well, that has the ability to uh, grant immortality, the Holy Grail is in there. Hmm. There are theories that there's a cloak in there that if you put it on, it will grant you not only immortality, but the ability to go into heaven without dying. Hmm. It's a cloak of immortality. So there's, there's some theories about that, but, but you know, the Vatican won't let you in either way. So I'm wondering if that cup, cup from Jesus, I wonder if that cup uh, that was used in that movie, uh, Indiana Jones series, when he went there and he drank from the cup, he got the cup so that his father could live, but he had to have faith to walk across that thing by stepping off of that ridge. Great movie. Really Great was. Movie. So he had faith that if he stepped off of there, there was going to be a bridge that let him across so that he can get the cup. But I wonder if, if any of the popes did not drink from the cup because they didn't have that belief. This is just a theory of mine. I just wondered. Because if they have a cup that can do that, why didn't they drink it and stay pope? It brings up an excellent question. Let's just say for a moment, just for discussion, just for argument's sake, that these things are in there. Who's using them? Hmm. If there is a Holy Grail in there, and if you paid enough money, will the church let you in? Let's say you, you gave them $100 million. Could you take a sip? That's interesting. If you, for instance, wanted to wear that cloak and go into heaven and not die, or would you come back and give them the cloak back? <laughs> mine, mine, and <laughs> not going to give it back. Or if you... There's a spear of Longinus, which is supposed to be the spear that pierced Christ's side. The, the, the country that owns that uh, has... They win. Um, 
They win. win. They have power over Mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. And is that spear in there? We don't know. If these things are in there, if the Ark of the Covenant is in there, it's one of the most powerful weapons ever created. What do they use it for? Is it being used or is it just being stored away? That's very good questions. Makes you wonder um, if it's in there, who is using it? I would love to take a sip out of that cup. Well, I would just like for these things to be uh, made public so that we can get the real truth. We don't even know the real truth of our own history as human beings on this planet. As human beings, we get nothing, we get nothing. in the way of truth. We, we here at, at, at our work at Tybro, we talk a lot about uh, we whole section of uh, something called advanced books. Mm-hmm. And in these advanced books, we talk a, a lot about a great number of secrets that you're just not going to find anywhere. We talk about where consciousness comes from. We talk about um, the connection between reality and human reality. We talk about the source of immortality. Uh, there's just a lot that, we, even when you go to a spiritual conference, you tend to get the same thing over and over and over. And we like to, to talk about things that are not repetitive. Mm-hmm. So if you want to call in and um, if you want to talk with us, 888-909-1050. If you want to call in just to listen, 832-999-1050. And you are live on the air with Mitch and Kathy. And we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right and back. And we'll be right back. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of The Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, there are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. 
We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. Hi, I'm Mitch. And I'm Kathy. And we're the Mitch and Kathy Show. At least I'm half of it. <laughs> I'm the other half. <laughs> <laughs> we did a show. We do some great shows, but we did a show called You Did What? You Did What? And people was talking about some of everything. And some things we didn't want to hear. Some things we heard, I wish I could unhear, but that cannot be done, Grasshopper. It is cannot be done today. It can't be done, but only on the Mitch and Kathy show will you hear something like that. We're going to do a show about orgasms. Ooh. Nobody has, to, to my knowledge, has ever done a show about orgasms, a human orgasm. Did you know there was 27 different types of orgasms? That's a lot of orgasms. You know, somebody should give you a manual or a handbook about stuff like that when you come into the world. My son, there are 27 different types of, <laughs> and they need to give you a glove and a bandage well, if they give you that. That's a Vaseline. <laughs> Join us every Tuesday for the Mitch and Kathy show, live on KCAA AM and FM. We'll see you soon. You are back with Mitch and Kathy, and we're talking about secret stuff, conspiracies, things that make you go, hmm. It's wonder that it's not. I was looking online, um, and I found a list of some of the things that might be stored in there. In the Vatican? In the Vatican. In the archives. The transcripts from the trials of the Knights Templar are stored in there. Ooh. It uh, in August thir- I mean, October 13, 1307, Philip IV of France was charged with heresy, and after he was tortured for years, you know, just the whole concept of torture, especially when it's the whole concept of torture, especially when it's done by the church, bothers me. Yeah. Just, I mean, why does the church have to torture somebody? But they had some of the most refined uh, torture techniques of all time. And gizmos, devices that they use for the torture. Yeah. It's medieval. So they had they trumped up some charges after he confessed after having been tortured for years. And um, all of that is in there. Let's see. <clears throat> the Doctrine of the Immaculate Conception. On December 8, 1854, Pope Pius IX inch. Uh, issued the document of the Immaculate Conception saying that Mary conceived without original sin, which means that she did not have sex. Hmm. So they made that the, well, let's see, they just made that the, the doctrine of the church. There's also a design of a flying machine that looks a lot like a flying saucer. Hmm. That was, uh, there was a priest by the name of Bartholomew Guzmao who lived in the Portuguese, who was, that was a Portuguese, Portuguese colony back then. We call it Brazil now, from the late 1600s to the early 1700s. And he, this, supposedly this was never completed, but it looks exact like, exactly like a flying saucer. Mm. Well, I wonder if they know about that or... Do they pretend? Well, there's another one we're going to talk about later on that they would kind of probably talk about it with each other. 
Uh, we're not going to spoil that yet. Okay. But let's go on to number number eight. Okay. Number eight on the list. And this is this one you might not expect to be a place that you can't get in, but it's called Club Thirty Three. Now I bet you, uh, listeners, you don't know what Club Thirty Three is or where it is. If someone called in. We would like to hear what you think uh, Club Thirty Three, or you can go on the chat line if you want to kind of make a comment where you think Club Thirty Three is, but. I'm going to give you like 10 seconds, and then I'm going to have to tell you where it is, and then we're going to have to talk about it. So we'll see if we get a response on the chat roll. You got about five seconds left. To go to AM First Radio, go down to our Mitch and Kathy chat roll, and um, you can type it in. Okay, I'm going to have to keep going. Okay, I have to tell you where it is. Club 33 is in... Disneyland. Did you hear me in Disneyland? It's in Disneyland. And what's so special about Club 33? It is the one place in Disneyland where they have a full liquor license and they can serve liquor 24-7 as long as it's open. And it's available to members only. And the thing is, is the membership fees range from ten dollars to $30,000. And there is currently a waiting list of over 14 years. Hmm. What's going on in the club? It was just a simple club. Why does it cost $30,000 to get to be a member? That's a lot of money. I mean, it doesn't cost that much money to get in Magic City in, in Atlanta. In, Nowhere. Inside of Disneyland? Mm, Disneyland. Disneyland. The the happy place. The family place. What's going on in Club Thirty? Let, let's just make some conjectures <laughs> about what's going on what's in Club Thirty Three. What could possibly be going on in the club? It's got to be something pretty special because there's a fourteen year waiting list. Bottle full of bubs. <laughs> got that X. <laughs> <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> in the club, in, the club. in Disneyland. Why does it take a 14-year waiting list to pay $30 just to get 30, into the $30,000 to get into the club? The club. That's a pretty special membership fee. So you got to wonder, what the heck is going on in that club? Never been inside of Club 33, and that's supposed to be nearest uh, one of the New Orleans city uh, attractions in uh, Disneyland, and it's there. But and I don't know, how do you get in? Yeah, and when you get in, are you going to see a bunch of old white guys just sitting there? Hi, how are you doing? No. It, I, I, you know, for $30,000, I want fireworks and dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot more going on in there. Yeah, I want 70-year-old ladies in tutus dancing around serving me lemonade. I want wild stuff. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) It depends on who the members. They might want some old women with the tutus. Anyway. It's Club 33, and there's a 14-year waiting list, and you cannot get in. It is in Disneyland, and you cannot get in. You can't. Go. Cannot go. Okay. Well, that was number eight. That was interesting to me. Moscow Metro 2 is number seven. Number seven. It is a secret underground rail system in Moscow that you cannot ride. It was supposedly built by Joseph Stalin for the purposes of transporting the KGB. 
during his reign of terror. And the government continues to deny its existence, and it's still being used today. They're denying the existence, but there are photos. There are photos. Where are the photos? The photos. Let me show you the photos. These are the photos of the secret Metro 2 underground Hmm. railway system. Now, just go with me for a moment. Just go with me for a moment. If you had beings from other races and they wanted to go around and see different places and be transported without being seen, you might ostensibly build for them their own travel system. Mm. Not so that people would not be able to travel with them on the regular railroad. They'd have their own entire system. Hmm. So if you want to go from that city that we just talked about, that's way out in the mountains, and you want to build a secret railroad, and this thing is all over Russia. It goes all the way. It goes further than their normal metro system. So who are they carrying? Exactly. If it's, if it's aliens, that would be a good way to hide them. <laughs> really? Would. Nobody would see them. They could go wherever they wanted to go. Now, when they get there... That's another thing, but they probably have some kind of technology that they can use to cloak themselves, but it would be an absolutely perfect way to hide those beings. And it was supposed to go to (coughs) Stalin's residences. Yeah. So there are some things going on there. Uh, Makes it kind of interesting. Something that makes you go, hmm. Hmm. Is it a way that they transported not only KGB, but beings from other planets, other dimensions, uh, other star systems around Russia. It could be. There's, there's supposed to be some kind of power source in Russia that uh, the conspiracy theories talk about and technologies in Russia that they talk about that are not from this world. So who knows what they're doing? Today's show is a little bit different. We're not talking about stuff that's going to make you cry. We're not going to... Uh, talk about stuff that you can call it and give us your life story. We're talking about things to help educate you on what's really going on in the world. We call this show <clears throat> Conspiracy Theories. And in this show, so far, we've talked about, in this first hour, we're talking about places in the world that are off limits to normal mortals, that you cannot go. You can read about them, but when you try to go to these places, you can't go into them. Mm-hmm. So they exist right alongside normal people, but they're cut off from the rest of society. Mm-hmm. And if you want to call in, ask questions, if you have a comment, if you've been to some of these places, you come back and give us a report, 888-909-1050. They're able to give a report? <laughs> if you're able to give a report, hey. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> no one's going to know it's you. Don't give us your name. Don't give us your real name. All right, let's go to the next one. Number six. It's called Whites. Like the color white with the S on it. Whites Gentlemen's Club. Whites Gentlemen's Club. Now, if you read that fast, you're going to read it wrong. You're going to read it wrong. You're going to read it wrong, but it's Whites Gentlemen's Club. Not the White Gentleman's Club. Right. White's Gentleman's Club. Like okay. the name White's and then Gentleman's Club. It's an exclusive English club for men only. In <laughs> fact, the only woman that's ever been in that club was Queen Elizabeth. They made an exception for her. 
Outside of that, no other woman's ever been in there. I bet she had a cup of tea when she went there. (laughs) Hot cream and sugar. Thank you. But you have to be invited to join, and usually you have to be of the royal family or a powerful politician (laughs) or someone pretty high up in order to even be invited for membership. But it's been around for a long time. And uh, I can see why. uh, And, you know... As a woman, I don't mind that there's a club that's just for men. I think it's okay. <clears throat> we can have clubs just for women if we want. You could have White's Ladies Club. Yeah. If you had your own secret club, what would you have in there for ladies? Hmm. <clears throat> that's a really good question. Something that we could get excited about. Uh for some women, that means we might want to have some dancers in there, some male dancers. Uh, but for others, it might be something else. I would just find out what's the top ten list that women would like to see in one of those clubs, and we would go with that. Some women, it might be female dancers. It might be. It might be midgets. <laughs> <laughs> female dancing midgets. <laughs> That'd be an interesting club. <laughs> that serve lemonade on two in tutus. <laughs> Oh, huh. the image. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think we could sell that. <laughs> Female dancing midgets in a private club. <laughs> That's so wild. Let's, let's put that in the men's club. <sighs> Male dancing midgets. Or <laughs> <laughs> with medieval costumes and have them fighting with wooden swords. Just to show you how how old this establishment is, it was founded in 1693 and is still open. Freaks. 1693. What's going on in that club? That makes me curious. Yeah, no, and this is in uh, London, London in the United Kingdom. So there's it's been around for a long time. We've been when we went to London, we went to a a restaurant that had been there what 1600s or 1700s. 1400. 1400 before Columbus went to America in the we went to a restaurant that's still open that was built in the 1400 we went to a restaurant in in Austria that was open since the 1200s that's true we did and you still sat on these benches the same benches that people have been ooh that nasty people have been sitting <laughs> on these benches for almost 800 over 800 years but you know they're still up it was good food too and they're, um, they're still open. And they're still the, open. The building is still standing, is my point. Yeah. That's incredible. Truly. There's nothing in America that is that old. There isn't. That, that has been in business continually. So, I mean, 1693, something's going on uh, for it to still be open. I still like the idea of a private club that features <laughs> dancing midgets that fight with wooden swords and serve lemonade and tutus. I like that idea. <sighs> I like that idea. That's my husband, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so if I had a private club, I'd make it interesting. You and we could feature uh, midgets from different countries. One we, one day you could have midgets from or one Friday midgets from Indonesia. You could have Indonesian midgets. Hmm. Another country you could have Icelandic midgets, blonde midgets, fighting Indonesian midgets. <laughs> <laughs> No disrespect to bitches. No disrespect. No it disrespect would would they be well paid? No <laughs> well compensated. You're not well. Okay, we're gonna move We had on. a long weekend, so you know, <laughs> we, we have to get some stuff off our chest. 
<laughs> All right, number five. Everybody knows that number five, Area 51. Area 51. Tell us about Area 51. You know, you entry is not even possible into Area 51. If you even come close to getting into Area 51, you're going to be shot. On site. On site. They're not going to make apologies for it. You cannot get into Area 51. None of us can get in Area 51. You can drive up there, but there's a fence, and there's a barbed wire gate, and if you try to go past it, somebody will shoot you on sight. Yes, they will. So I'm sure that some of the things uh, that they have in Area 51 uh, came from Roswell, and that there's probably some alien technology in there that they do not want the public to know about. But I can say that some of the technology that the military uses probably came from some of that technology that they got in Roswell. Uh, and we'll probably hear about it another 30, 40, 50 years from now. Some people say things like microwave ovens, mm-hmm. flat screen TVs, mm-hmm. the iPad, mm-hmm. uh, digital tape recorders. The internet. Mike, McDonald's fries. <laughs> the, the inter- yeah. <laughs> McDonald's fries. The internet... They were using the internet in the, uh, what do they call it, the Exanet something, Extranet or something. Mm-hmm. They've been using that for... Since the 60s. Six, since the 60s. The average public didn't get that until... Another 30 years. Another 30 years. Until the 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, we heard of it, but the internet was not something the public could u- really use until beginning in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that they're the technology that they've... Uh, discovered from uh, the aliens that have landed here, is in Area 51. I believe that it's, it's more than just secret spy flicks. So why, why would you shoot somebody on site if they tried to walk in there, honestly? Hmm. If there was nothing there, I mean, rumors get started from somewhere. It's not just people kept come up with these things off the top of their head. So I believe that there's stuff in there that they don't want us to see that's related to aliens, and that's, I'm sticking to it. I just wonder uh, if anyone who worked in Area 51 ever talked to a psychiatrist about it. I just wonder that, and what did they say? These are my thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) Just wonder. Okay, number four, we have a place called Room 39. And we just saw something about that on Strike Back. We One did. of our favorite TV shows. Strike Back is one of our guilty pleasures. It you is. You can watch it and you can just blow off steam just by sitting there, eating your supper, eating popcorn, and just watching Scott and Sull- uh, Stonebridge and Sullivan. Stonebridge. Just, man, don't even get me started on that. That's, it's a great show. Room 39. It's the most secret area and one of the most secret nations in the world. I bet you can't guess. It's North Korea. North Korea, and it's supposed to be home to the men who seek ways to secretly obtain foreign currency for the current despotic ruler, Kim Jong II. It's the hub of the court economy, the financial world of Kim family. So it's a very special place that nobody can get into. But they're supposed to be involved in international drug smuggling and illegal weapon sales. Uh, and probably all the proceeds are going toward nuclear weapons. Well, on the show, they talked about the fact that the Room 39 is the home of uh, 
North Korea's crime families, crime syndicates, that it, it's where they organize all of their criminal activity. And it's so secret and so powerful that anyone that even goes there and tries to find it, well, you just don't go there and try to find it. Well, you don't come back. You don't, you don't, you don't do that. That's just not something that you do. So, no, you can't go there. But it does exist. All it's right. not something that you do. No. So, number three, the I Grand Shrine. What is that? The I Grand Shrine is a place in Japan, and it's been there since the 5th century B.C., mm. 500 years before Christ, and it's home to the most sacred item in Japan, the sacred mirror. Now, I've heard of this. This mirror is supposed to be a way to communicate with the gods in, in the celestial world just by looking at it. It was supposedly brought to uh, Japan by one of the gods, and it is an item that supposedly solidifies the power that Japan has in the world, and that if it is ever destroyed, Japan will be destroyed. Hmm. So it is a real place, a real thing called the Grand Shrine, and it has ex existed there for over 2,500 years. That's incredible. And it is the most sacred item in Japan, one of the most sacred items in the world. So it never broke. Never broke. Mm. And they say that only royal family and priests and priestesses can actually go into the room that holds the mirror. Does that sound familiar? It sounds like things that used to be hidden in Egypt Mm -hmm. in Central America and South America by the Aztecs and the uh, Incans. Sounds like things that are even now hidden in the Vatican. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff hidden from people in the world that we just don't get to see. But powerful things. Powerful things. Things that are more powerful than anybody could ever think of, even in science fiction. Mm -hmm. All right, we have two more. The Number two is called the Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center. And that is actually in Virginia. And if you go on Google, they'll tell you exactly where it is. But you can't go in there. This is, a, this is for emergencies. In fact, they said they just turned it on uh, in April when there was like a power outage in Washington, D.C. And they turned it on as backup. And it's a place that they take all the, I think, um, vice president... Uh, to Bush went there mm -hmm. during the crisis. So they take all the people of power and they move them to the government facility. And that is a place that they supposedly can operate the country from. The, there's supposed to be a full operational Capitol building there, underground, protected, many hundreds of feet below ground, that during times when the country's in, under threat, there's a government that will take over our present government, mm -hmm. that are officials who, there's a senator that will take place of every senator that's in government. This House of Representatives, there's an entire uh, area for people who are replacements for our Supreme Court adjustment. The entire working government can be moved there and brought into session there in a moment's notice. Wow. And the thing about Mount Weather is the average person cannot get in. They have no hope of ever getting in. It is so secret that only a few people know how to get in there. Hmm. Exactly where it's somewhere on the mountain, but the mountain's a big mountain. Mm -hmm. So you cannot get in there. It's called the Mount Weather um, Emergency Operations Center. It's where the U.S. government, it's their fall back to position. 
So this was actually built in the 1950s because of the Cold War. And it's still operational today. It's called our Last Hope Area. So if there was ever a disaster or the world was coming to a doom, or they would put people in that place. But you have to be invited. You just can't walk in. And number one on the list is Mecca. Mecca is a place that you cannot go to unless you are a full Muslim. You can't pretend to be Muslim and go there. They'll figure it out. It's a place that in the center of the city, there is a black hyperdimensional cube. Doesn't that look like the one that was in that uh, 2001 movie? It looks a lot like it. Looks a lot like that one, doesn't it? It looks a lot like it. There's supposed to be a large stone that came from either outer space or another dimension that empowers Mecca. And that when you go there, people make prayer circles around this large hyperdimensional cube. It's Mm -hmm. a black hyperdimensional cube that looks a lot like what we envision to be hyperdimensional spaceships to be. Mm -hmm. But you cannot go there unless you are full Muslim. So they have... Uh, ways of checking to make sure that you're full Muslim. So you're not, they'll they'll tell you different roads and paths to get to where you want to go just to see if you're truly Muslim. I don't know how that works, but they have a system, but it works. Mm -hmm. So if you're not Muslim, you can't go to Mecca. And that is a city in Saudi Arabia. And uh, the big black structure looks like a big, large obsidian stone. Yes, it does. It really does. Uh, powerful, powerful. And for those who've made that that uh, journey to Mecca, they say that their their lives are changed uh, from that moment that they made their prayers around there. So uh, it can kind of give you an idea of the power that's within that uh, big statue that's sitting there. But that's our list. Those are the 10 places that you can't go unless you are privileged uh, to some degree. In some of the places, you have to be male. In some of the places, you have to be Muslim. In some of the places, like the Vatican, you can go into the Vatican, but you're not going to go into any of the 52 miles of shelving that they have and over 35,000 volumes of things that they have. And, And we've seen a lot of the things in the Vatican, and it's just... Uh, priceless. It really is. Number 10 was Meshgoria in Russia, a place that I think houses aliens. Number 9 was Vatican Secret Archives, uh, a place where I think is holding a lot of spiritual items of significance. Club 33, number 8, that's in Disneyland. Number 7 was Moscow Metro. Number 6 was White's Gentleman's Club in London. Area 51 was number 5. Number 4 was Room 39. Um, number three was a Grand Island Shrine holding a secret mirror. Number two was a White Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center. Number one, Mecca in Saudi Arabia. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of the Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. 
we have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. This is 1050 AM KCAA Loma Linda and 106.5 FM Yukaipa. And now it's time for more Mitch and Kathy on the Mitch and Kathy Show right here on KCAA 1050 AM. Now here's Mitch and Kathy. are back and welcome to the Mitch and Kathy show. This is hour two and today we're talking about conspiracies. In our first hour we talked about 10 places that you can't go and some of the reasons why you can't go and what makes them uh, very popular but popular to conspiracy theorists only. And this hour we're going to talk about the five U.S. government conspiracy theories that were actually totally real. And we're going to talk about things from poisoning drinkers during prohibition to deliberately allowing syphilis to ravage the minds and bodies of black men for 40 years. And the government has targeted the citizens it's meant to govern and protect on more than one occasion. So we're going to talk about the five that we feel are high up there. And we're going to hopefully get some callers to call in so we can talk about it. Today we're doing something a little bit different. This is not so much spiritual as it is informative, and we would like you to join us and join the discussion. Uh, but that's what we're going to talk about today, and uh, this is actually uh, a fun thing for us because we talk about these type of things all the time between ourselves, and we are usually trying to figure out what's really behind everything and and we look into the spiritual world for answers for our own point of view so that we can trust the information that we are receiving what do you think it, it i think it's important for us to have these kinds of shows because sometimes our shows get kind of heavy and i want people to understand more about what we know and what we do and what we talk about mm-hmm and we love getting callers. I mean, our number for, to call in is 888-909-1050. But we don't expect that we'll get a lot of callers on this show because people are out there listening, mm-hmm. probably out there taking notes. Mm-hmm. The places we talked about that you can't go, you're going to find out you really can't go there. They are totally off limits for everybody. That is true. And some of those places don't even attempt it because I don't want to see you get shot. Hmm. Or worse. Get put in a slave labor camp somewhere for an alien race that <laughs> looks like walking octopus. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. That wouldn't be a good thing. Wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, what Want to get started on, on our five conspiracies, or is there anything you want to... I don't know if you got a chance to finish what we were saying uh, when we were trying to end the last hour. No, I think I was good. Okay. I think I was good. All right. So, uh, according to uh, the conspiracy theories, there was something called alcohol poisoning. Yeah, had you ever heard about this? 
Yeah, I heard about it because there was a time when alcohol was an illegal substance in this country. It wasn't just controlled. It was illegal. You could not drink alcohol. And there was a conspiracy theory that some alcohol in the country was being poisoned by the government. And some people didn't believe that. But actually, there's a huge story behind that, that uh, it turns out that it was actually true that the government poisoned alcohol to discourage people from drinking it. Our own U.S. government. So discouraging people from drinking it or discouraging the bootleggers who were selling it underground? Or both. Because some of the alcohol that ended up on shelves somewhere, people that were, you know, buying it wherever, because it wasn't just bootleggers, it was a huge business, underground business. Mm. Many people were selling alcohol. And there was Miss Virginia <laughs> that lived up the street that didn't have a liquor license. Miss Virginia sold liquor. Somehow poison got into this liquor and killed people. Hmm. So it wasn't just a conspiracy theory. But anyway, we have a whole story behind that that we're going to be able to talk to you when we come back. You're live with Mention Kathy, and we're going to be doing conspiracy theories that are actually real. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mitch. And I'm Kathy. And we're the Mitch and Kathy Show. At least I'm half of it. <laughs> I'm the other half. <laughs> <laughs> we did a show. We do some great shows, but we did a show called You Did What? You Did What? And people was talking about some of everything. And some things we didn't want to hear. Some things we heard, I wish I could unhear, but that cannot be done, Grasshopper. It is cannot be done today. It can't be done, but only on the Mitch and Kathy Show will you hear something like that. We're going to do a show about orgasms. Ooh. Nobody has, to, to my knowledge, has ever done a show about orgasms, a human orgasm. Did you know there was 27 different types of orgasms? That's a lot of orgasms. You know, somebody should give you a manual or a handbook about stuff like that when you come into the world. My son, there are 27 different types of, <laughs> and they need to give you a glove and a bandage well, if they give you that. That's a Vaseline. <laughs> Join us every Tuesday for the Mitch and Kathy Show, live on KCAA AM and FM. We'll see you soon. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, there are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of the Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy 
to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. are back we are back and before we uh get into the government conspiracies we wanted to give a shout out to all the people who came out and joined us for the uh, new york solar paradosis uh, it was a phenomenal event uh, we enjoyed seeing the tybro family there and and we love welcoming the new people who had never been to one of our events and you know the energy was just so high the energy, the vibration was so high and so loving that people are saying it was our best one. That's what they're saying. It was, even though it was a repeat of what we did in Los Angeles, we had over 100 people there. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a, a time, people don't know what the paradosis is. Uh, we are a, a group that works with some pretty intense spiritual principles. And in this particular uh, seminar, we were passing energy into our followers that will help them deepen their relationship with the sun itself. We have an ability to communicate with the sun itself, and the sun communicates back by spinning and dancing and moving in the sky and also blinking. Mm -hmm. And people don't believe it until they take in the energy, they learn the the process, and then the sun starts to respond to them. At first, the sun's just going to look at you like, okay, hi. I'm the sun, you're not. (laughs) But then with the processes, the sun starts to move and it starts to bling and it changes color and changes size. And there are even some people that have gotten the sun to fill up the whole sky. There are uh, techniques that we've given out, but what happens is there's a shift in your consciousness that allows for the communication between the sun and this energy that we pass into people is something that helps to boost that uh, shift in your consciousness to help you communicate with it better. And, you know, it was incredible to me to see how many people actually came back after being in Los Angeles to come back and go through pretty much the same seminar again and receive a second dose of that power. But they, they're talking about it on Facebook. They say they feel the energy. Uh, one person said, I'm sleeping more than I have in years. Uh, they feel the power running through their veins, and one person even passed out. Yes, she did. This. Yeah, she 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 passed out after one second of the instrument being. That's on right. Her, uh, her forehead. So uh, there's a serious power that comes through there, and I know that uh, the energy was probably stronger and cleaner 
at this particular one because we have taken in a lot more of that energy from the uh, spiritual tool that we use to empower people. And uh, I could feel that there was a lot of energy uh, just from holding on to that end I was holding on going into people. So it was it was amazing. It was truly amazing. We talked about a solar mantra that we were going to give away. Uh, we still have to see how people did. We had one person pass out. Uh, we had one person, you know, become dizzy and almost passed out. So that's two people. What we would prefer um, is to have nobody pass out <laughs> yeah. and have nobody become dizzy and come close to passing out and nobody become glassy-eyed. Uh, but this was a very good group. We still only had two people have any kind of a reaction. So we're still thinking about it. So we're not saying no, but let us just think about this whole concept of giving out the mantra and some techniques. And we'll, we'll get back to you very shortly. That's well, a promise. We uh, always have to be cognizant of people's health and how they process energy. And uh, we just don't do things because people want us to. That's one thing they don't like about us. Is But we're looking out for their own safety and uh, that makes us feel good and we can sleep at night knowing that we are doing the right thing. So just be patient. We'll take a look and see what's going on. If it's, we feel like everybody can handle it, then we'll give out uh, that mantra. Okay, let's get back to the show. We are talking about the uh, conspiracy about alcohol poisoning, where at least 10,000 people are estimated to have died from being poisoned drinking alcohol. Now, a lot of people will wonder, was it a, uh, a particular group that they were going after to, to discourage people from drinking alcohol? This was during Prohibition. Uh, or were they just trying to discourage the bootleggers who were making probably thousands and millions of dollars because people didn't stop drinking? They just went underground and drank. They just went to the guy down the street and got their liquor. You said... 10,000 people? 10,000 people died. At least 10,000. That's a lot of people to die. That's a whole bunch of people. Just from drinking alcohol that was supposed to be safe. 10,000 people. And this is the government did this. The government did this. This isn't the bootlegger down the street that was just making up their own moonshine. The government did this. So it just... Uh, unfortunately, this was something that was true, uh, but people thought it was a conspiracy, but it really turned out to be real, and uh, that's just a shame. Uh, unfortunately, people who have you know, alcohol addiction just could not go without the alcohol, and they drank some of this liquor that wasn't good for them. I just, I just have trouble believing that, but it's absolutely true. I mean, there it is in black and white. Mm -hmm. It turned out to be true. Mm. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. 10,000. 10,000 people. <sighs> so we're going to just mention that. And, well, of course, we're talking about a lot of things that we're dealing with the, the government. So we don't want them come knocking on our doors after the show. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to mention it real light and it. just kind of tip on off into the kitchen and... <laughs> We pay our taxes. We are good American citizen. Start <laughs> talking like an American. <laughs> good citizen. Good we love citizen. America. God bless America. <laughs> uh, let's hmm. talk about. Let's uh, talk about something harmless. 
Well, uh, I don't know how harmless uh, this one is, but um, unfortunately, this happened, and this was to the Tuskegee syphilis study that was done, uh, and it was done to African-American men where they were given syphilis from 1932 to 1972. The United States Public Health Service carried out this clinical study on 400 poor African-American men with syphilis from 1932 to 1972. That's a long time. That's decades. That's 30 years. During the study, the men were given false and sometimes dangerous treatments. An adequate treatment was intentionally withheld so that the agency could learn more about the disease. This is who they used to find out what's going on with syphilis. That is just... And then they said it was close to 200 of the men died from syphilis and complications of the disease that they were given. 200 of the 400 died. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. And they were lied to. And it, it, it was a true story. People said it was a conspiracy, but it really was true. Let's just think about that for a moment. And there it is, right there on um, Wikipedia. Conducted between 1932-1972 by the U.S. Public Health Service, studying the natural progression of untreated syphilis under the guise of receiving free health care. Now that's a shame. They enrolled a total of 600 impoverished African-American sharecroppers from Macon County, Alabama. 399 of these men contracted syphilis. Mm. But 201 of them did not have the disease. Period. They were given the disease. The men were given free medical care, meals, and free burial insurance for participating in the study. After the funding for the study was lost, the study continued. That's ridiculous. Without informing the men that they would never be treated. Mm. Now, none of the men that were infected were ever even told that they had the disease, and none of them were treated with penicillin. Okay, so they were never told. They had syphilis. They thought they were getting free healthcare, and they let them go home, and does it spread syphilis? Does, how does syphilis spread? Well, syphilis spreads by contact with mucosal membrane, sexual contact. Okay, so they didn't tell them that they had this infection, and they just allowed them to go back home and be with other people, infecting other people. So it was a lot more than the 200 or 600 men that they gave it to that could have dealt with a whole population of people yes. in Macon, Georgia. <clears throat> hmm. In 1947, syph- I mean, penicillin became the standard treatment for syphilis. And doctors had this drug available, but they refused to give it to any of the participants. They withheld penicillin and information about it from them. The victims... All African-American included numerous men who died of syphilis, 
40 of their wives contracted the disease, and 19 children were born with congenital syphilis. Mm. See, he said 40 of their wives were infected, but they don't know if there was more in the women than just those 40. Because sometimes you're just not only with their wives. Okay, well, that's disturbing. So when you, when you really look at that, some people say that the people carrying out the study were just doing their jobs. Well, these doctors knew that they weren't treating these patients. They knew that they were infecting these patients, and they knew that they were withholding treatments that could ostensibly save lives, prevent children from being born with these diseases. Syphilis can kill you. It is a disease that has life-threatening consequences. Mm-hmm. So how do we know that they're not doing those kind of experiments with other things, with other infections to this day? How would one know? And there are rumors that certain diseases are, you know, piloted basically in other countries. We don't know. I mean, these are theories. These are, this is conjecture. But when you look at the history, this is a conspiracy theory. People, you know, for decades would say that this is going on. They, the government's giving, giving black men diseases, and it turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. Not only did it turn out to be true, it turned out to be something that was fatally true, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad. Well. And Macon County, Alabama... I'm sorry for those men and their families uh, that that happened to. I am very sorry that that even happened. Well, here's one that most people have heard of, um, but you know I don't know if they know the full extent of what happened. Uh, the Manhattan Project. The Manhattan Project. Tell us about the Manhattan Project. The Manhattan Project was the code name for a project conducted during World War II to develop the first atomic bomb. And the project was led by, of course, the United States and including participation by the United Kingdom and Canada. Uh, uh, it was formally designated as the Manhattan Engineering District. Uh, and it referred to specifically the period of the project from 1942 to 1946. So it was under the control of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. And basically, the project's roots lay in scientists' fears since the 30s that Nazi Germany was also, you know, investigating, creating nuclear weapons of their own. It was kind of a race to see who was going to have the first one. Uh, So in 1939, the project eventually employed more than 130,000 people and cost nearly $2 billion uh, of money at that time, which is current value about $22 billion. And it had resulted in the creation of multiple production and research sites that operated in secret. The government never admitted to it, the media never reported on it, and people had no idea for over 25 years that they were doing this. So the project research took place at over 30 sites across the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Over 30 different places. Mm-hmm. So some people knew part about what was going on, but if, you, if there's 30 different places, nobody knew what was going on in every place. That's exactly So they right. could divide the labor and keep it very secret. Mm-hmm. And no one knew what they were building. That's amazing. That's how you keep it secret. 
but it actually turned out to be true. There were rumors during that time that we were building a doomsday device, a device that could kill hundreds of thousands of people at one time. And it turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. The, um, the three primary research and production sites of the project were the plutonium production facility at what is now the Hanford site, uh, the uranium enrichment facilities at Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Hmm. I didn't know that. Did not know that. And, of course, the uh, weapons research was done in uh, Los Alamos. Uh, we've heard that. And uh, the MED maintained control over U.S. weapons production up until uh, January of 1947. Hmm. So there was a lot going on, uh, 30 different places, building part of the bomb. And I'm sure there was probably one facility that knew what everybody was doing, and then they just gathered everything and made the first bomb. It seems like that they had Pete parceled out all the different types of labor. And I don't think any one group knew everything about it except for probably the overseers. Well, you know, United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom, but we had the bomb. There was three different countries involved, and yet we were the ones that eventually made the bomb. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I wonder how the decision was made to give us the bomb and not them. Well, that's what I'm saying. We had it, and we used it. We dropped it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's where we became powerful. We became a world power. We became a world power once we dropped that bomb. So I wonder if Canada and the United Kingdom was wondering why they gave us the bomb and they didn't have it. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Well, they all have the bomb now, obviously, but mm -hmm. back then we were really the only country that had a completed nuclear war. We had two. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's amazing is that from that point forward in history, we were the most powerful military country in the world. Until Russia developed theirs a few years later. Mm -hmm. But still. Still. Makes you go, hmm. Mm. All right. All right, well, I can see that uh, uh, we, this is going to be a show where we just talk. You know, we can Don Cheadle with the best of it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We do have a call-in number, 888-909-1050. And we also have a number to call in to listen, 832-999-1050. Uh, All right, go with the next one. Uh, what is the next one? The next one is... Um, Let's talk about the Dreyfus Affair. I'm not quite sure I even know what that was. Hmm. The Dreyfus Affair. The Dreyfus Affair. Supposedly in the late 1800s in France, uh, there was a Jewish artillery officer called Alfred Dreyfus who was wrongfully convicted of treason based on false government documents and sentenced to life in prison. The French government did not attempt to cover this up, but Dreyfus was eventually pardoned after the affair was made public, an act that is credited to writer Amélie Zola. Hmm. So I wonder, who did he have the affair with? Hmm. And why was it such a conspiracy? Hmm. Uh, I don't know why this was such a big conspiracy. I don't, you know, when we took history in school, we didn't learn squat about the world. <laughs> we just, I, I think they learned more uh, about history uh, looking at the History Channel than they have 
looking through history books because it's just not the same. Number two on that list. It used to be thought that the mafia was just a conspiracy theory. Hmm. And it was virtually unknown until the 1960s. Come on. When one of their members, Joe Valachi, in the Valachi papers, revealed to law enforcement officials that it was real, that organized crime existed, but the extent of their control included working with the CIA, politicians, and the biggest businesses in the world. So they're saying before 1960 that no one knew that there was a mafia. But now we know that they're involved in everything. They've been involved in everything for quite some time. And that it is a real thing that really does exist. It has to be over 100 years of mafia participation. We're not going to go too deep in that. We're going to leave that alone. Yeah, we're going to leave that alone because we want to be around for a while. Number three, (laughs) MKUltra. Now, this is something that when you first start awakening and looking into things, this is a a name that comes up a lot. MKUltra. In the 1950s to the 1970s, the CIA ran a mind control project based at finding a truth serum to use on communist spies. Hmm. Test subjects were given LSD and other drugs, often without consent, and some were even tortured. Now, this is something our government actually did. You can find it online. We're not making this up. At least one man, civilian biochemist Frank Olson, who was working for the government, died as a result of the experiments. The project was finally exposed after investigate by investigators uh, with the Rockefeller Commission. Mm. Now, these are things that we're not making up. These are things that are real. These are things that have actually been carried out in our government, by our government, with the American people, or, uh, you know, with the American people being involved. So if you want to join in the discussion, you have some comments or ideas, bless you. 888-909-1050, You are live with the Mitch and Kathy Show, and we will be right back. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of The Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. 
Hi, I'm Mitch. And I'm Kathy. And we're the Mitch and Kathy Show. At least I'm half of it. <laughs> I'm the other half. <laughs> <laughs> we did a show. We do some great shows, but we did a show called You Did What? You Did What? And people was talking about some of everything. And some things we didn't want to hear. Some things we heard, I wish I could unhear, but that cannot be done, Grasshopper. It is cannot be done today. It can't be done, but only on the Mitch and Kathy show will you hear something like that. We're going to do a show about orgasms. Ooh. Nobody has, to, to my knowledge, has ever done a show about orgasms, a human orgasm. Did you know there was 27 different types of orgasms? That's a lot of orgasms. You know, somebody should give you a manual or a handbook about stuff like that when you come into the world. My son, there are 27 different types of, <laughs> and they need to give you a glove and a bandage well, if they give you that. That's a Vaseline. <laughs> Join us every Tuesday for the Mitch and Kathy show, live on KCAA AM and FM. We'll see you soon. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, there are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. We are back, and we're going to continue with our conspiracy list. These are things that uh, the government did that was actually true. So it was a conspiracy theory until someone made them come out with the truth, and then the public knew that it was real, but still some of the things people haven't heard of, so we wanted to enlighten you with some, some truth. So they're going to continue on with our list, and I think the next on the list is called asbestos you know you can't turn on the television now without hearing information about asbestos lawsuits and mesothelioma and other types of cancer that are associated with asbestos but for decades people thought that asbestos was making people sick they thought that uh, shipyards and factories and schools uh, that were lined with asbestos were making people sick, but they couldn't prove it. Mm -hmm. Companies spent a lot of time and money to block that from being discovered. Yes, they did. And this actually took place between 1930 and 1960. And, you know, those things, breathing in that asbestos, working in that environment, uh, really did affect a lot of the workers. And they did come out with the respiratory illnesses and, and also cancer. And the government was responsible for it, and they, they didn't do anything about it until it just became ridiculous. And they were sued by uh, John's Manville Company, uh, and they went back as far as 1932, and, 
it was not until 1962 that they finally established beyond a shadow of a doubt hmm. that the company bosses had known for a long time that people were getting sick, that it did cause cancer, and, and then they made them do something about it. And now there's a multi-billion dollar settlement fund set up for people who have had you know, illnesses, cancer, especially connected to asbestos. Okay, well, it looks like we have someone who wants to join in on the conversation. I thought this was going to be a show where nobody called, but actually they just broke the record. So thank you for calling in. (laughs) I believe we have Anna from New Jersey on the line. You're live with Mitch and Kathy. Hi, Anna. I'm just kidding. Um, Hello? uh, I'm so pleased that more and more people are bringing this up. Have you either heard about Agenda 21 and the Georgia Guidestones? Agenda 21. Educate us about Agenda 21 and the Georgia Guidestones. Allegedly, the elite want to continue to uh, depopulate the earth to a more controllable quantity mm-hmm. to uh, just, you know, get rid of the useless eaters, as we are called, mm. the chattel, so that, you know, they can have more of the earth to themselves, and, uh, yeah, you know, so, so there's how an are individual they that um, is on Facebook and is on the radio, his name is Douglas Dwayne Dietrich, and he has a show where some of the information that he has is just jaw-dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but as you said, when people become more aware, they learn about things, and uh, the, the majority of the population just, uh, I've been inspired to write a song, La La La, Na Na Na, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but, you know, we don't want to mm-hmm. hear that. You don't want that to be true. Well, it's not until people become aware and uh, are faced with the the truth that things change. It doesn't Mm -hmm. change until that happens. So making people more aware of the things that are taking place and that way they have a voice. And if it's enough people, that's when change occurs. So thank you for uh, enlightening us with Agenda 21. We'll check it out. We'll check it out and uh, maybe put that on another show. But that's something I had not heard of. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Agenda 21, Georgia Guidestones. And so what are the Georgia Guidestones exactly? Um, supposedly these stones just had lettering manifest magically, you know, the, the elite work with dark magic and, you know, as you've been expressing, they, they work with, uh, entities that can do that. So mm-hmm. one day the Georgia Guide stones weren't there and then the next day they were, and it spells out the instructions for the elite and the um, their their uh, people to follow through. Okay. You know, this is uh, this is your instructions. Any questions? Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that information with us. We'll do some research on that, and uh, we may include it in a future show. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank, thank you. you. 
We do have one more person on the line, um, I believe is uh, Nyameki from Florida. Are you there, Nyameki? Hi. Hi, Vestas. How are you? Hi. Hi, Nyameki. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Good. It was great to see you on Saturday. It was great. Like, the seminar was awesome, and I've been sleeping a lot, too, as, some, as many people, I think, have as the energy is integrating, but definitely a shift in thinking as well. So thank you for yes. that. That was very powerful both for both myself and my husband. Oh, good. Good. So, so what's I on your mind today? As opposed to a comment um, okay. about conspiracy theories, and there are two that tend to catch my attention, and one is about food con conspiracy theories, um, and looking at the shift in advertising that happened in the '40s and the '50s to begin selling Amer the American people, and and then worldwide, um, basically addictive. Um, and if you guys had any information about that. And then also um, looking at conspiracy theories about how some of the food, like the genetically modified foods, are now affecting our DNA and our thinking patterns and our health and, and that kind of thing. Well, there's a lot of things that have... Let's start with the, the, the conspiracy about the food. We can probably only take one of your questions, so let's take that second one. The, okay. the food that is in our world has certainly changed. Um, there have been laws passed so that now you can't criticize food and you can't question the ingredients of food. Mm -hmm. And companies now don't have to tell you what they're putting in food. So that leaves a lot of leeway for them to put whatever they want in food that can affect health. Now, a lot of companies will say we're, we're putting ingredients to make food better for you, make it healthier, to let, make it last longer on shelves. But people also want to know if there's any danger to the food, but we can't get to that information because that's now being blocked at the legal, uh, at the, in the legal system. Uh, there's also a lot of people who, uh, and actually a lot of countries who are now uh, protesting against GMO foods uh, and companies yeah. that produce GMO foods. Uh, and so I think that uh, there's going to be a change. There's going to be a shift uh, probably within the next five to ten years on their ability to put whatever they want in our food. And I, I know a lot of the times they were putting things into our food to uh, stretch it, make it go farther because there was more human beings on earth. But I also believe that they were putting things in there to, you know, control the population so that there wasn't that many people here to feed. So there was on two levels, uh, but more and more evolved countries are starting to say no to the GMO companies and they're not going to accept the food. And you start hurting people's pocketbooks and then you'll start finding that things will change. And uh, Nymeki, I think that's what's going on with the GMOs. They did it on two fronts, but uh, there's countries fighting back, and you're going to start seeing a lot more organic things uh, being offered in the grocery stores. Uh, there's all already a lot of things offered, but I think they're going to have to put the, the things back as far as labels on what's in food. I would love to see that happen because yeah. But you also have to remember, Naimiki, that we as the people, we have created this paradigm where they have this power. 
we create, we can't just blame them and say we're the victim. We have responsibility here too. We created this system. And so our consciousness has a say into what ultimately goes into our mouths. We have to change our consciousness so that this whole paradigm is no longer our reality. We can do that. We don't have to just sit back and say, woe is me from all these different bad companies. We created these companies. Mm-hmm. That's true. We have to take that responsibility. Like I said, hit them in the pockets and uh, then you'll see things change. Uh, but thank you so much for calling in, Naya Mickey. It was great to see you. I hope to see you in Chicago. And be easy with yourself. That energy is going to hit hard, so be easy. If you need to sleep, sleep. All right. Uh, I can't see it. I don't know. Do we have another caller, producer? Okay. 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 Thank you. All right. So I believe uh, we're on to number seven. Number seven. Number seven. Number seven. Watergate. You know, if you're <laughs> our age, you know what Watergate is. Um, Watergate has to do with Republican officials who spied on Democrat, Democratic National Headquarters in the Watergate Hotel in 1972. Mm. Conspiracy theorists... They suggested that the whole thing hadn't happened, but actually it did. And it wasn't until 1974 that these White House uh, tape recordings that linked Nixon to the break-ins and they forced him to resign. It actually was that a sitting president was committing a crime mm-hmm. and got caught. Got caught. And was forced to resign. Now, you know, my, my thoughts on that is that, you know, he just had a lot of people, Nixon had a lot of people who didn't like him. And because what he did is not unlike what many of the sitting presidents were doing when it comes to the other side, trying to get information on the other party. Uh, But he was one that just people didn't like him and they wanted to make sure that he had to resign. So it is really hard to uh, make a sitting president resign. I mean, they, they tried it with Clinton uh, but they didn't allow it to go through because he was liked too well. But they certainly allowed it to happen to Nixon. His vice president resigned. He resigned. And it got down to Gerald Ford, who was Speaker of the House at the time. Hmm. So it really, and actually also who was the Secretary of State, mm-hmm. had to resign. So it was a really big deal that turned out to be absolutely true. Mm-hmm. It got down to the guy who was fourth in line for president to actually be president. Well, there was some serious house cleaning going on there. There was, and kind of make you wonder what was on the tape. What are you what What are you talking about? Those what? tapes are still sealed. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the fifty years, the full transcript of everything that went on there is still not available to the public. Even though it happened, even though the, they got caught with their hands in the cooking jar, quote unquote, unquote, quote unquote. Unquote. Stop me! Stop me! Unquote, unquote. I think in six years it'll be fifty years. I think it's 75 years. Is it 75 years for that, really? I thought that was just for the Vatican. I think it's for most things that are held as secret. 75, so that most people who are living... They will die out. They'll make it so you die out. Or Hmm. too old to even care. Well, true that. True that. Okay, well, let's go on to the next one. Let's pick one that... Poor uh, Tricky Dick. Oh, well. Yeah, let's pick one that is um, safe. Safe? Let's not do number nine. Let's not do that. 
We got 33 of them. Let's do the Iran-Contra affair. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the stuff that was found to be true, there's just some dirt here. <laughs> why, why can't we just get on to governing people? Why do we have to have so much dirt? And we're skipping over the dirtiest of the dirt. Because <laughs> yeah, we don't want people knocking on the door. Uh, but now, we've had people uh, fly a helicopter over our house before, so we know when just to keep it cool. In 1985 and 1986, the White House authorized government officials to secretly trade weapons with the Israeli government in exchange for the release of U.S. hostages in Iran. And Congress didn't even know about it. Well, you know... They have a lot of agencies in the government with the three, three letters, um, you know, FBI, CIA, NSA. Uh, J of J, M of J. They have, <laughs> they have some three letters that we don't even know about. We, yeah. don't, we don't want to know about those organizations. And so those organizations that we don't know about with the three letters, uh, they can do whatever they want, basically. And they do. They do. And they do. They're usually doing things like the Iran-Contra. And um, what happened was the plot was uncovered by Congress in 1987, and then it broke, and everybody knew what was going on. But we were trading weapons so that we can get the uh, the hostages released. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, let's not even go there. Yeah, let's not. Deep. Yeah, let's just let's leave the three-letter groups alone. Yeah, let's leave all the three of them. <laughs> let's go to number sixteen. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get fifteen. Uh, let's do something from nineteen thirty-three <laughs> before we were even born, because there's some stuff in there. You know, we travel a lot. <laughs> let's just leave number ten, number eleven, number twelve. 13, 14, 15, definitely. <laughs> Let's leave that alone. Getting ready to leave the country again, so we're going to be cool on that. Yeah, let's... Um Let's do number 16 and 17 and call it a show. Okay, I think we should. Uh you can do number 16, I'll do number 17. Okay, 16 is called the business plot. What is the business plot? Supposedly, in 1933, a group of wealthy businessmen that allegedly included the heads of Chase Bank, GM, Goodyear, Standard Oil, the DuPont family, and Senator Prescott Bush tried to recruit Marine Corps Major General Smedley, Smedley Butler to leave. Smedley. Smedley. Wasn't that a character on a cartoon show? Smedley. Yeah. Okay. So Smedley Butler to lead a military coup against President FDR and install a fascist dictatorship in the United States. And this is the same Prescott Bush who fathered a U.S. president and grandfathered another one. The same guy. Mm. Huh. Mm. Well... Well, those are some pretty big major companies. Yeah. Chase Bank, GM, Goodyear, Standard Oil, the DuPont family. Come on. Come on now. Come they on were going to put somebody in there to that take FDR out. Hmm. Boy, it goes deep. Those families are just around for a long time and got their hands in a lot of jars. 
that's scary. You know, that's just wrong that people who have the power and trust in the, of the American people would plot to kill the president and put a Nazi fascist leader in his place in America. And that was true. And we can talk about this because this was 1933. Yeah. And, you know, that was in 1933. They did not kill FDR. No, they didn't. He was president four but times. But in 1963, there was another president that did not. He was not as lucky. He was killed. Yes, he was. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. It's just incredible that that sort of thing actually happened. It is. It is. Uh, and we still don't have the full story on 1963. Well, also remember that one of the, his sons or his grandsons was involved in another conspiracy about the whole election with Al Gore. Well, let's see. And it took a sealed... Supreme Court vote to make him president. So how can they seal that vote? And why would they seal the vote of the Supreme Court? Just makes you wonder, hmm, And that that family goes back a long way. And so, Jeb, I hope you're not running. Yeah. Well, Jeb had to stop running because people weren't going to have it anymore. People had had enough. (laughs) They had had more than enough. Remember that movie, W? Yeah, I remember W. Yeah, w. w. Let's do the last one. <laughs> this is from 1944. That's long enough. Okay, far back enough. There were 20 attempts to kill Hitler. Hmm. 20. This man had more lives than a cat. Twice as many lives as a cat. Uh, near the end of World War II, things weren't going too well for Germany. And Nazi officers who were guilt-ridden tried to assassinate Hitler and overthrow his government. One of them was Colonel Henning von Streckow, who recruited uh, Colonel Klaus von Stauffenberg to join the conspiracy in 1944. Listen to my German, von (laughs) Stauffenberg. You know, it sounds like you're doing a life of blazing saddles. (laughs) Hmm. That is one of my favorite comedy movies. But let me finish. Then we'll get back to blazing (laughs) Pat. The plot to take out Hitler and then all of his loyal officers was called Operation Valkyrie. Wasn't that a movie that uh, Tom Cruise was in, Valkyrie? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This actually happened. Mm-hmm. The plan was to use a continuity of government processing during the assassination on Hitler's life to take over full control of the government. Then the assassination would, would be blamed on the Nazi SS and therefore allow Stauffenberg to take full control of all aspects of the government. It almost worked. Mm. It almost worked. So now, now that we're talking about Hitler, uh, you know, there's conspiracy theories that say that, you know, he never died like they said he did, that he was living on some island somewhere. Well, I saw a Discovery Channel special on the skull that the Russians gave to the Allies um, that was supposedly the remains of Hitler after he killed himself and died in that bunker. And when they did DNA analysis on the skull, they found that it was a skull of a woman, a mm. young girl. It was not a male skull and it was not Hitler. Hmm. So the question was left open, what happened to Hitler? Where was he? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was on national TV. I don't have to make that up. You can look it up for yourself. But that was not Hitler's skull. 
But don't you think they should have used at least a male figure? I mean, a little girl? Come on. I mean, if you're going to make it, try to, you know, tell people it's one thing and it's something else, at least make it the same sex person. And the Russians made it very difficult for anybody to get their hands on that skull. They had to go through a lot of red tape, had to go through a lot of rigmarole, and they were only really given an hour with the skull. So when they did the analysis on the skull, they cut out a little part of it and took it back to the U.S. and did the analysis, found out, sure enough, it wasn't Hitler, wasn't even a man. So, for the most part, no one knows what happened to Hitler. For the most part, the official story is now that his whereabouts was unknown. Now, this was in 1945. That's a long time ago. Mm -hmm. That was 60 years ago. Hitler was probably, when at the age that he died, I don't know what age did when he disappeared. How old was he? Let's just see. He would be well over 100 years old now. So, I, I, I really think, I really strongly doubt that he's with us anymore. I really think that that person that we knew as Adolf Hitler is gone. Hmm. Let's see how old he was when the war ended. Uh, supposedly April 30th, 1945, in Berlin. Um, let's see here. And he would have been 56. So it was 60. He would be 100 and over 110 years old. So no. So unless he drank from that cup. No, I don't think he's with us. And even if he escaped, even if he went to ostensibly, even if he went to Argentina, uh, worked with different governments of the world, I think that he's gone. Okay. I, don't, I don't think he's a anymore at all. Well, that's a, a good thing. That's a good thing. So basically, that he had recruited somebody who uh, turned on him and uh, was trying to take his office. Yeah, he survived more than 20 uh, attempts at assassination. Some people say that he was protected by spiritual forces, dark spiritual forces that wanted him to help them take over the world. You had to be protected by something to survive 20, 20 attempts at taking your life. And for him to have conquered as much of the world as he did, yes, uh, yes you would have to be working with forces greater than humans. And for him to have people believing Everything that he was telling me, he had to have forces working with him. This was a powerful speaker, a powerful leader. And many of the scientists he had working with him were so good at what they were doing, we took them to the U.S. and they helped us build our space program. Mm -hmm. It was thought that Hitler had the beginnings of a space program. He was exploring different parts of the world looking for alien technology. This man, even though he was responsible for one of the worst wars in the history of the world, he was very forward-thinking in his thoughts about technology and building up the Aryan race. Well, I know that uh, there's a lot of things said about Hitler, uh, most of them not good, and for a good reason. But, you know, for a man who commanded so much authority and changed so much of, of the world back at that time, he wasn't pure either. No. no. He was part Jewish. No. He wasn't blonde hair and blue eyed, but that's just another story. That's part of the <laughs> insanity of the whole thing. So we have done a, a fantastic show. We enjoyed the last two hours. We enjoyed being with you. Thank you so much for being with us. And we're going to post what our next show is going to be on tomorrow. And uh, you're live with Mitch and Kathy. Thank you for being with us. And uh, we are out for now. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you.
Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, there are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. This is 1050 AM KCAA Loma Linda and 106.5 FM Yucaipa. Busby, CNBC Radio. Good news for farmers, food manufacturers, retailers, and now cautious consumers.